0: It's time now to explore Australia with Vic Whitman. Thanks to Great Divide Tours and Club 4x4 Insurance, the four-wheel drive, caravan and camper trailer insurance specialists. For a quote, visit club4x4.com.au. And, of course, Vic Whitman is the owner-operator of Great Divide Tours and um, there's no better bloke to speak to about when it comes to these sorts of things. We don't get all that serious Uh, here on the show but that could have been an absolute nightmare uh, for those two young fellows that them German fellows that decided to head to Cape York in February Um, and they were on foot and all sorts of things uh, because a Google Google mapping or Google play or whatever it is sent them down some track off the development road by the look of it at Cowan could have been absolutely disastrous um, so I thought, well, okay, let's talk to Vic about this, considering he did bring me the attention of it, I'll bring it to my attention. He, we've interrupted him at the moment, he's been down there counting his money all week at Broadwood. Vic Woodman, g'day. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, mate, you've always got a way of put, putting the knife in. Um, yeah, mate, um, down, at, down at the training centre, a bit of work on, a bit of training, uh, lot of, everything's growing, like, it's crazy. Uh, it's been hot, it's been wet. Um mowing lawns every afternoon after training, clearing tracks from the bushes growing out so people don't scratch their vehicles. But before we get on to the subject matter, which, uh, which you've already introduced, mate, um, you know, that, that fantastic theme music that you, you play, you know, when I come on, um, which is a theme out of the Man from Snowy River film, of course. mate, I had the absolute pleasure to actually go to that live performance of the Man from Snowy River film on the weekend, just last Sunday, uh, with a, a live band playing the music to the film and having it introduced by Tom Berlinson um, and um, and Sigrid Fortin. And, and mate, it's, oh gosh, it was a great show. And I, I, I'm sure any of our listeners um, have managed to get along then. I believe it's going down to Melbourne, I think, now. By all means, if you haven't seen it already, you know, book yourself in for it. And that music is just so... Well, mate, I, I've got to say, for a grown man, I was sitting there with a tear in my eye watching you. Oh, here
0: we go! Did you stand up and let them know who you were? You said, oh, this is the music to be themed. This is the theme music for uh, my segment on the radio. Well,
1: it's it's. I
0: mean, look, it's
1: it's it's been around for forty years. I mean, that that movie was filmed forty years ago, and it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? When you watch it now, it's a little bit corny, but you know, and they had Kurt Douglas do, and he played two roles uh, in the thing, yeah. and. And um, Tom and and um, and Sigrid talked about Kurt and how how helpful he was to all of our fairly new um, you know our new um, film uh, our stars our film stars because back forty years ago the industry in Australia was pretty small <laughs> it was very small mm. you know and uh, to have someone of that calibre um, performing with them uh, was a was a real treat. Um, so where was this at? Where was this at? Well, it played it played for about six shows uh, last week at the Opera House and also at the ICC Darling Harbour Theatre, oh. which was uh, where I saw it. Mate, I've been down Darling Harbour for a few years. My gosh, that place has changed. Mm. Like all the old haunts I knew—they're all gone. Old haunts. <laughs> there's, there's all these new things up there. Well, you know, the Entertainment Centre and the you know the old Convention Centre and all those shops—they're all gone. And you know, new, all these new buildings there. And there was a lot of people. I mean. Yeah, you know, my my little my little grandson got taken in the in the town the other day, in the first trip into the city, and he described, he's five years old. He described them as a herd of humans when he saw all the people in the city. Yeah, right. Which, um, I can understand that. You know, being a five year old seeing that number that many people all at once uh, on a street would have been pretty um, pretty daunting. But look, it's good to see that. You know, it shows you how much we're back into the full swing of life after the, those COVID years. Um, everybody's out mixing around. Um, and uh, But, look, then that news item came
0: up about these two German tourists. Like, they nearly died. Mate, that's <laughs> – look, I've got to be honest with you. That's – when you told me about – because you said – look, I, I never pay too much attention to a lot of the news, and this week I've been a bit crook. I've got a bit of a chest infection going, which I really don't need. Um,
1: Harry, play the violin, mate. Yeah, get ahead. it out, Harry. He's get it out, the, the
0: two-fingered the violin. violin, mate. Anyway, yeah, so – Anyway, but then you told me, so I had a look, and I went, mate, you've got to be joking. I know, I know. I mean, do you know what needs to happen, Vic? Because you think, well, I don't know too many people. I mean, there is a few I do know. Oh, Jace Andrews loves the Cape in wet season. There is a few. But, mate, who would you head to the Cape now in February? Now, you're experienced <laughs> traveller. You're probably one of the most experienced off-road travellers in Australia.
1: Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. um, I I just can't even believe that they contemplated that that would be something they could do. Um, Let alone going so ill-prepared that they were just operating off off Google directions, Google map directions, you know. And, you know, Google says turn left here, so they turn left and they drive for 60 kilometres into a national park on a a very beaten-up four-wheel drive track given the wet season until they eventually get bogged. And then they would try and walk their way out, which eventually they did. They had to backtrack back out to the town of Cohen. but you know they they were trying to get across flooded rivers on logs, and you know they sort of crocodiles and wild pigs. I mean, like the, the, how they didn't perish, mate, is a miracle. Is all yeah. I can say. Absolutely.
0: Because they, they were out there.
1: If I think it was ten days, they were wandering around. I mean, that's a long while. And unfortunately, uh, duck. You know, they're not the only ones that this happens to, and. I mean, years ago, there was a, a German couple who headed out of William Creek in December to go out to Lake Eyre, you know, and they, they got stuck in sand purely because they didn't understand how the four-drive system worked in their car. And the young lady perished. Um, the guys survived, but the young lady perished. She's still a memorial Terrible. on the road out, out to ABC Bay, out of William Creek. And, you know, th- they've paid the full price. But again, not, there's no way I'd be going out to... Lake E or William Creek in December or January, like <laughs> it's just you know it's all right if you live out there and you're used to it, but but for people like you know the vast majority of us that live on the eastern border around the coast anywhere around the coast mm. or the high country the highlands of, of, of Australia, we're we're just not used to that kind of heat, you know like we get a hot day you know of thirty two th- sorry thirty eight degrees, and we're sitting in the shade you know yeah. exasperated, but you know the people live out at Birdsville, I mean. <laughs> You know, they're they're used to that that heat. But when we talk about the people who live at Birdsville, in summer, you know, you'd be lucky if there's 100 people in Birdsville. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's... But the other thing, Doc, that just blew me away is that they were allowed to go up there. I mean, surely people spoke to them and said, what are you doing, where are you going?
0: You know, surely... They would have been been fueling up on the way up. I mean, the thing... Yeah. The thing thing is... not there an uh, obligation for other people to
1: hey, listen, do you really understand what you're heading into? I mean, I doubt that whole Cape York development road would have been opened anyway. I mean, it's in it's in the wet season. I would have thought it was all
0: closed and flooded. Mm. You know, yeah, it's, you it's know quite, know. quite different. I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, I saw them. And I mean, I watched the interview with one of them or with them, and yeah. they look like pretty good blokes. But they just, well, I they mean, so they've, like they've obviously students, come out yeah. here on a holiday and not knowing not understanding how, you know, what this country is like. And to head up there to Bamaga from Cairns in February is is ludicrous. And I think what needs to happen is at the information centres or even at some of these backpacker places where they stay or whatever, there needs to be some information leaflets or something. And yeah. some education on, listen, if you're going to Australia in summer, these are the places to avoid. I mean, yeah. how they never got eaten by crocodiles is beyond me. They're swimming across well, rivers, creeks. I, I yeah. oh, mean, seriously. You know, I mean, the,
1: the heat, you know, the rain, the floods. Um, I mean, they were so, I mean, that, seriously, they were so lucky. They were so lucky. And um, and the other thing is, you know, I mean, people, I, mean, I mean, we hear it all the time about people following Google in- instructions and, and like, even when people come down to our training center, you know they come down from Sydney down to where we are, and we're, we're between Canberra and, and Bateman's Bay, just just north of the town of Bradwood. We have to tell people not to follow their Google Maps because if you've got in your Google instructions or in your you know, your, your car information that you know, your, your navigation system that you know use, use unsealed roads, well, good old Google just works out the shortest, most direct route. Which, which in our case, it brings them across a dirt road for about 50 kilometres and to a creek crossing and a pretty major river crossing on the Haven. Uh, which, you know, more, more times than not lately, it's, it's been in flood and been impassable, you know. And, uh, and even though we, we put notes, you know, do not follow your Google navigation equipment all the way direct to the training centre, make your way to Braidwood first on the highway and then follow it, because then you come straight up the main Meriga Road to us. You know, We still get people turn up late. Oh, why are you late? Oh, I got down to a flooded river. Oh, so you didn't read my notes. <laughs> you know, so, you know uh, and I, I think Google might also need to take a bit of responsibility. But how many times have you heard that people have driven off into the desert or into a you know, dead-end track or off the end of a pier? I mean, I heard that happen once up at... Bribie Island or one of those, or Morton Island, The people drove down and literally drove off the end of the pier because it said go to where the ferry is, and the ferry wasn't there, and they drove off the end. Maybe that's more than of
0: I'm not sure about that one. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, what it does, it brings us to our point here. I mean, so what it does, it brings us to my next point. What sort of mapping and sat should you use, Vic? I mean, we all – I mean, I run HEMA maps. I mean, I've got the Road Atlas, which I think – I remember you were telling me that, you know, every four-wheel drive should have one of them under the seat. The four-wheel drive road out was, you know, 10 years ago. Yep. Um, and the HEMA systems are pretty good. There are others. Um, we're experienced. I mean, you know, we get out there a bit. We don't go out without this stuff and maps. Um, but to yep. turn up to a foreign country, you would be going there with and getting whatever maps, that, you know, as, as much information as you could, not relying simply straight on. I know Google's a good thing and uh, yeah. i mean i use google all the time but when it comes to and i think everybody does i mean you want to research something you can f- look it up on google um i think a lot of people actually you know do diagnose themselves what do they call it dr google you get a bit of a dr. headache google. Yeah. dr google yeah. but but yeah. i think with um with 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 mapping i think you've got to get into the feeding in maps haven't you
1: well, look, I think I think in this particular case, you know, when and and this applies to our, you know, all our listeners who live in Australia and that when they're planning their trips, it, it's it's all part of the planning that you put into into any kind of trip you're going to do. And um, you know, you, I use Google to gather information on the places that I'm going to visit. You know, um, Aussie Towns is a great little site which tells you the history and the, the places to see in in all in you know just about every town in Australia. Uh, If you Google up the national parks, you will then get the access to the the national parks, and you'll get to see what tracks are open and closed. So that in itself would have been a, a starting point for anyone doing a trip up Cape York at this time of the year, just Googling up the national parks that they're going to go to. And if they don't know the names of them, you just Google national parks Cape York, and you'll you'll get a list of them. So it's not not overly difficult. And then you're getting into the you know, the, the the government authority type websites that are going to give you the real accurate information. Look, I, I'm a big fan of HEMA. I mean HEMA's been around for a long while now and they they have a great mapping system. Uh, they've got, you know, as you say, the paper maps, I always have a, a, a paper map, you know, as you say, the Atlas is great, um, just in case electronics fail, because you know, things can happen when you're four wheel driving, you can drop things, you can you know, you can get wet, you know, things like that. Um but, yeah, the, those human navigators are great. A lot of people have the apps um, on their iPads. I mean, some people have things set up on their dashboard. And, uh, I don't know how they see out the windscreen, mate. Right? So they've got that many screens run on their of, dashboard.
0: And, well, I run and one of them. I, I run one of those. In fact, sometimes I've even run two, the HX1 and HX2, Hemas. But uh, yep. I know yeah. when we were away on a recent trip for Oz Off-Road TV, I think young Bree, who came with us, had an iPad with the... Uh, with Hema on it, and we were trying to find this track in the middle of all these other tracks up the mid North Coast, and
1: yep, uh, yeah. very
0: handy. But I mean, you, you, you couldn't rely on you could no way you could do what we were doing on Google, on
1: um, just Google
0: itself. No, you know, no, no way. way in the world. I mean, no. you know, and, and, I, and I guess when, when you look at some of the, the, I mean, you know, one of the biggest selling items that I was off road are the Hema maps. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. many people hey, still hey, use paper maps. I so, mean, it's, it's amazing. Just. When we got them all, I said to my young bloke, gee, do you reckon we'll sell those? He goes, oh, yeah. Mate, he was 100% yeah. correct. I yeah. mean, people come in there all the time buying paper maps.
1: Yeah, and, and look, look, it's it's the same thing. That, you know, we, we've all found mistakes in them. You know, there's not many, but there's all, every now and then there'll be a incorrect distance or the track doesn't intersect where it's supposed to. Um, and, and that's what happens. And things change too. I mean, he would do a great job of going over and reviewing, you know, the mapping, but they literally have to drive every track and every road. And whilst it's all computer generated when they drive it, you know, it's the, the backing part of it is pretty amazing what, what backs all that up. But in the end, a car has to drive down that road, you know, for them to map it. Um, so they do a, an amazing job given how many tra- trails and tracks and roads there are in Australia and how big Australia is. But I think, you know, talking to talking to visitor centres, etc. when you're out there travelling, you know, the great thing that, that you and I have talked about a few times is that when you own a caravan park and that, you know, go and join the happy hour, sit round the campfire, talk to your fellow travellers, because you pick up information that way as well, yeah. you know, about places that, that maybe not a lot of people have heard about or somewhere where you were going to go where now it's affected. You know, I mean, how many times, I mean, every week I talk about roads that are... Are cut off at the moment by floodwaters and things like that. You're probably sick of me doing it, you know. But um, but when you're travelling, that's really important information and uh, could save you running out of fuel because you've gone a long way out to find that there's a road cut, then you've got to get all the way back, you know. Mm, so, mm. Uh, I mean, when they introduce electric four-wheel drives, mate, geez, it's going to be interesting oh, then. Oh, well, mate, please.
0: I mean, <laughs> mate, that might be happening in our lifetime, I can tell you. I mean, I mean they'll introduce them, but I mean, certainly there might be no one travelling with them, you know, any Real distance, but now look. I just think it's important. I think what needs to happen, especially with some of these, um, you know, young people that are coming over here and travelling Australia, I think there needs to be. They need to do a bit more research themselves. I mean, you just can't spoon feed them. But but certainly we can help by giving them some information and making information available at information centres and backpack hostels and different places like you know where they hire these vehicles. Uh, but but certainly the anus has to come back on them as well. Where you've got to do your research, and I mean the fact that these two young blokes drove were heading to Bamminger in February. I oh, know. it's just unbelievable, being... incredible. <laughs> I mean, you
1: and I just can't get our head around that, you know. And and like I said, I don't even know if the, the, the development road all the way up there is even open. I'm, you know, I, 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 we should jump on Google
0: <laughs> and have oh. a look. Well, the I mean, Google we could uh, look, at the end of the day, you and I, I could do it, it closed anyway. I mean, you <laughs> and I can do it because we prepare for it. We know what we're in for. We know which way to go. If something happens. These yes, young folks yes. were flying blind. I
1: know, I know, I know. and and, and purely relying on you know the street version of, of Google Maps to get them there. I mean, that that really is scary. And, and look, one of the problems that we we encounter when we're travelling, when we meet uh, overseas tourists, particularly, is that they see a map and they see a name of a place, you know, they, coming from Europe particularly, or even, even the America, you know, even America, um, I mean, every place name in Europe or America is a, is a fairly major town. Whereas out here, we know that because something's called Pandy Pandy doesn't actually mean that there's a town there called Pandy Pandy, you know? You get to Pandy Pandy, and you're lucky if you can even find, you know, a, a homestead, let alone a town, and... And I've had people tell me before in places like now a pink roadhouse, you know how foreigners come in and they say, "Oh, I'm going to get fuel at Mount Dare, at the town," mm. you know. Well, hang on, Mount Dare not a town; it's a it's just a roadhouse, and they've been cut off by rain and they don't have any fuel. Or we're going to get fuel at this place called Dalhousie, and then we can get fuel at the 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 place the, 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 the place called Big Red. I uh, don't think so, you know. Right. So. Um, and I, I think you were, not, you hit the nail on the head when you, you said that there's an onus on other people who they who they're dealing with uh, visitor centres, people they hire vehicles off, uh, other travellers to say where are you guys going? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, maybe you should rethink that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Or well, look, yeah, as I said, they look like pretty good blokes. Um, they're obviously tough. I mean, they've spent, you know, I think they were on foot for a week in the bush. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean mate up there wild pigs crocodiles sleeping on the ground I mean they're obviously pretty tough but it, it could have made it could have had a completely different outcome all from the matter of them not looking into what they're up to a little bit further and other people not asking them questions like when they fueled up or anyway yeah, I mean them yeah. I would have said where are you heading to i mean it just yeah. asked that anyway wouldn't you oh well
1: you'd think so you'd think so you know. Um, anyway, look. You know, the message to our, our listeners is, you know, do your planning. There's lots of ways you can research information. There, you can equip yourself with some really good mapping devices and, and paper maps as well, um, and, and plan ahead. You know, don't leave it to the last minute. Work out what's what's going on, um, even twelve months in advance. You know, I'm, I'm planning a trip next year, and I'm already going. You know, looking at what the weather's going to be like. It'll be in a foreign country. So I'm looking at. Oh, it's what one of those ones right. where
0: someone else is paying, Harry.
1: Yeah, well, you know, actually, this is going to be a holiday with the with the with the boss. Oh, so, really? Yeah. yeah fair she enough. wanted to do a she wanted to do a river cruise, so you know, in Europe. So I'm going to become a tourist next year. How it help me?
0: <laughs> fair enough. Oh, well, you got to pay. Yeah. That was, of course, Vic Woodman. Great Divide Tours, 4wd.net.au. You A serious Vic Widman, this week. And for good reason, as we said. I mean, it could have been a completely different outcome for those two young blokes. As I said, they look like pretty good blokes. And I think they were, you know, I mean, the, the, when I saw them, they were in Sydney and, you know, thinking, yeah, good is it here. Um, it could have been a completely different outcome for them and not just them, but their families and friends and everyone else. And um, But anyway, it was a happy ending to what could have been a, a disaster. So, but I thought we'd better touch on that. And look, if you are travelling Look at the time of year you're heading because I mean, there's a lot of new people doing this at the moment. People, there are people who just bought caravans a year ago or just out of COVID who haven't travelled to some of these places. Look at—I I met some people the other day that were heading straight up in that direction. I said, "Geez, it's a bit early to be heading up there," and um, and they said, "Why is that?" I said, "Well, it's—it's it's, it's under wet season." But anyway, you need to um, do your do your homework and uh, and look at this and. Uh, it could have been a completely different story for those two blacks. But anyway, luckily and happily it wasn't, which is why we had a serious conversation with Vic this week. and we hardly recognised him, really. 4wd.net... You no, know, because normally he's talking dribble. 4wd.net.au is his website. You can simply Google Great Divide Tours. You know, that's what they should have done. They should have went with Vic because he would have taken them somewhere on a real adventure, and there would have been a hell of a lot. That is for sure. And maybe some driver training wouldn't have helped us... Might have helped them as well. So 4wd.net.au or just jump on Great Divide Tours and Vic Woodman will sort you out. He's the best in the business.